to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. No one gets in my way and lives to tell of it. You'll be sorry for this, Regina. Not as sorry as you'll be when your face is on fire. Greetings from Underbrook. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie D. Simone. And this is what happens when <laughs> I play Shepard. Ermagerd Magic! We also talk about ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? <coughs> I'm wonderful. How are you? Uh, you sound great. I'm, you sound fantastic. I apparently in the past 15 minutes have gone from feeling pretty good to sounding like... I have some Ermagerd Magic right here. Ermagerd Magic. Magic. I love Magic. And uh, it's always magical here on Greetings from Storybrooke as we talk <laughs> about magical. Once Upon a Time, Once as we, as we time. always do. And there, there's another episode that we're we're getting pretty close to the end of the season. Though. I can't believe we are almost there. There's what, two more? <gasps> there's only two more? Uh, t- no, there's four the, more. No. Uh, no, no. We're on 20, 19. 21, 22. Oh, so. wait. No. Three? Let me look at a calendar. No. I think there's only three left, which means there's one next week mm. and two the finale week. Interesting. Ooh. So oh, no, no. We're going to have to start planning our uh, our roundtables no, and I our think wrap-ups and all that stuff pretty soon. One, huh? two. I think there's three. Yeah. But you know what, Emery? Anyway, anyway. Something we've been doing this half season. Oh, by the way, uh, we have we ha- we can't forget our chatters over here at live.universebox.com at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday nights. <laughs> the entire chat room has corrected us. There are four more and three more nights. However, then I have one person throwing out two and then a two-hour finale, so I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, and we would definitely want to call out Angel and Bobby and Hope and Unseen Viewer and Zelina fan and I – oh, you know what? I can't even talk about this next person. Amory, why don't you introduce our guest actually? Um, this week, our special guest is Amanda Lloyd. Hello, Amanda. Hi. Hi. Yay. Hi, Amanda. I, Welcome. You, you said you've been listening. Uh, we were talking in the pre-show. You said you've been listening to us for a while, but just got involved. Why did you wait so long to be happy? <laughs> <laughs> I was just denying my own happiness, I guess. It, it, she was probably scared. Why would she be crazy? Why would she very intimidating? Why would she be scared of us? We're we're we're, we're pussy cats. Ermagerd Ermagerd magic. We should have gotten a picture of the Ermagerd girl. So so I, how did you get into uh, Once Upon a Time, Amanda? Oh, I think I watched it like from the pilot. I was mm-hmm. fans of Lost, and I just watched it <laughs> from nice. the beginning. Nice. Excellent. I like it. Have you been checking out our, our new Lost podcast where we watch it for the first time? I definitely have been, yeah. Excellent. Oh, yay. Excellent. So you're looking forward to the summer then when we can go all lost all the time then. <laughs> yeah. All lost. All, all, all lost the time. all the time. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> definitely. Okay. Uh, oh, and uh, I apparently uh, there's another Amanda in the oh, chat. Oh, we have room. more than one Amanda? Yeah. We have there's many Amandas. I'm like, I'm not typing. <laughs> <laughs> it's Amanda from the future. Amanda from the past. <laughs> okay, well, Anne-Marie, why don't we go ahead and get started talking about this week's episode of Once Upon a Time. And as always, we'll start with the rhyming episode summary. If you could, Anne-Marie. Okay. 
Hades is ready to settle on down. He's tired of Underbrook and wants a new town. Regina will chill her siblings love plotter with help of a previously lost Miller's daughter. Children of Korra have a vague history, one that till now was a once mystery. Will returning the past make Zelina quit twisters? Bad makeup abounds in this week's Sad Sisters. Sisters, sisters! Never knew sister, how sisters. much I missed her. Amanda, what'd you think overall? Um, I was trying to decide how I felt about <laughs> <laughs> I think nice. I liked it for the most part, but some of the dialogue really had me tripping over like myself, but mm. it was pretty good. Nice. Good. The acting was amazing because all those ladies are my queens. So, yes. <laughs> okay, Anne Marie, what'd you think overall about this um, episode? I don't know. I liked things. I didn't like things. Um, it wasn't awful. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a Canadian bootleg. Like they keep <laughs> yeah. trying to throw at us. They're like, maybe we're going to give you another bootleg. But no. Yeah, they took their own message from our Canadian bootleg yeah, response. They, did they were not. like, hey, let's try and almost hit it like several times. In right. A- they're like, let's no. see how many times we get close to making greetings from Storybook have another bootleg episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they just wanted Bobby and his daughter to do another episode for us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I mean, uh, there, there's some, there's some good points. I'm looking at a few that I can't wait to discuss. Yeah, yeah. There are some very interesting ones. What'd you think? I, I liked it. I liked it. You it liked was, uh, it? there were definitely some what the fun moments. Uh, but you know, overall, I thought it was pretty good. I thought yeah. it was pretty good. Uh, I mean, it wasn't terrible by any stretch. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't We've terrible. We've had worse. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. But I, I, I guess we'll go ahead and get started, uh, with the main discussion here. And it was something thematically I noticed, uh, throughout the episode was this idea and i mean this has kind of been the same way throughout the series it's come mm-hmm. up again and again but they explicitly stated a lot in this episode that heroes need other people right uh, you know like i said the big thematic takeaway uh was the line uh, in the sand surrounding heroes and villains villains and cora yeah uh, you know cora, cora says you know uh you have to depend on yourself and love is weakness and all this kind of stuff you know her, her outlook when she was younger uh, you know, the only person I can depend on is me, mm-hmm. is a common thread between all the major villains in the series. I, I, cause yeah, I was thinking really about is. it, you know, uh, you know, when Regina was evil, it was because she wasn't depending on anyone but herself. When Rumple was evil, it's because he didn't trust anyone but himself. Uh, even, even Bay. And that was one of his deepest regrets. Uh, you know, Zelina, uh, abandoned her, her life and became the Wicked Witch and all this because she didn't need other people. Right. You know, so the more independent a, a person is, the more likely they are to be evil. Which I, I, I find myself wondering, is this a healthy message? Uh, sure, having people you love and a support system in place makes life a whole lot easier. Uh, but can, can't one be good without them? Uh, you know, if heroes can't be independent, then why do we get so much dialogue, especially from characters like Regina, about how she doesn't need anybody else yeah. to, to be a strong person, uh, but wants them instead? Like, I, I, I so obviously uh, there's some ingrained stuff from her childhood uh, yeah. seen in this episode that kind of sets up that sort of mentality. Mm. But I, I just feel like, uh, you know, if as Cora says, love ultimately equals strength. Uh, does the lack of love equal weakness? Uh, that seems like a really cynical me- message and a really right. a really hopeless message. Uh, I thought, you know. That being said, uh, perhaps according to the once rules, uh, the reason Cora was able to enter heaven at the end is because she accepted Regina's help, 
even when she didn't need it. So, yeah, you know, I, I think it's potentially a cynical message, but I yeah. I think that might be the only way I can believe that Cora might have made it when into heaven. There is literally no reason ever that she should have been able to go to heaven. Yeah, even the, the, the things she's done to Regina and Zelina are like the... the Just that. They, they're the... the most innocent of her crimes, really. Right. They're her <laughs> like, children. Making sisters hate each other, they're going to do that anyway. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of things. <laughs> like, it makes no sense, like, mm-hmm. especially because I, I got really excited when the flames came after her, and then it was like, ah, to the white light. No! Mm-hmm. No. One good deed does not get you into <laughs> heaven after a lifetime of bad, bad yes. things. Yes. Let's see over in the chat room. Uh, Hoop says, to be honest, I really wanted Selena to stay wicked. We, us two, yep. Hoops. Uh, Hope says, uh, hold on, it's scrolling real fast. Regina, <laughs> there's a lot of Regina is a strong person, but there's also been several moments this half season where she's pretty much said, yeah, I'm strong, but stronger with them. Yeah. Uh, which I, I can agree with too. Uh, what do you think, Amanda? Do you, do you like that, <laughs> that message? I don't know. I, I've always thought of myself as kind of like an independent person and that when you have like bad family, it's best to, like, let them go. But, I mean, if you have good family, <laughs> I guess it's a positive <laughs> thing to surround yourself with them. I don't know. I feel like once is very against cre- the creating a family idea instead of, like, mm-hmm. a blood-related family. Yeah. And yeah. I'm always, like, positive for creating yourself a family. So I always think that's a little bit anti, like, that idea. Yeah, me too. And I, I think I think, you know, if you don't have that support system around yeah. you... And you're good in spite of that. I, I think that says something in, – in some ways that says something a little bit better about you than people who have that support system and yeah. can find the strength. You need more strength to be good when you don't have it. Right. And so, so I think that's admirable. And it's, it's, I, it's really weird that you know not a lot of heroes are alone in this show. You know? right. Maybe Dorothy. I think that was it. But she's not alone anymore. <laughs> Exactly. Well, she had the munchkins. She had the she love. She had the, she, she she had had the, the love, love of the, the mun- people. The love of the people. The love of and the people. And Mulan's forever alone. But mm-hmm. yep, <laughs> Mulan will be forever alone. That poor girl. <laughs> Goodness gracious, they waste Thank a good you. actress. But yeah, but some, some big thematic stuff right here at the top. I know. Uh, like, Amory, you want to talk a little bit about Zelina? Zelina, hero or baddie? I have no do- <laughs> I no idea anymore. I have no idea. Most of the past couple, like since she's come to Underbrook. She really seems on the side of the heroes most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, she really kind of wants to help everybody leave, and she wants to protect the baby. And, you know, if she didn't want to help anybody or care about anybody, she would have accepted Hades' proposal right away and been out the door before anybody could blink. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what the villain would do. The villain would take their opportunity to get the heck out of Dodge before anybody notices that they're up to something. Yeah. Which is what she normally does, clicking her heels. But, <laughs> like, she really wants what's best for her daughter, even if it's not good for her. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's a sign of a hero, is wanting to do good for others. However, we go in the baddie com- column. The inevitable, we're not going to talk about a much tricking Robin into making baby pistachio. <laughs> the killing of the Marion. She seems hell-bent on making people miserable for her own benefit. Like... Mm-hmm. There's all of it's it's a big tug of war with her. I don't think she even knows. Well, I I the thing is I feel like until this half season, they haven't made it an issue about can she be redeemed? Right. Is she a good person? No. She never was. She's not. And then all of a sudden this season they kind of 
flip the switch. Oh, let's do a redemption. Well, she has a baby now. Mm-hmm. Baby equals redemption arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mother you, equals redemption. Mother arc. equals redemption <laughs> arc. You know, Amanda, we've been talking a lot about this the past few weeks about uh, Zelina's redemption arc here. What, what are your thoughts on it overall? Not just this episode, but as it's been going on. I think that um, oh, what's the actress's name? I forgot it. Uh, Rebecca she, Rebecca Maynard. Rebecca Maynard. Thank you. I think she is like the only reason that it's been able to be pulled off. Um, yeah. Because I think she's doing a great job with what she's been given. I think that they can redeem her. I don't think she's totally unredeemable at this point. I just wish they would kind of do it more in the present than giving us some backstory like they did in today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of just like, oh, look, she was a little girl once and she was really nice to her sister. And so now they are happy. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a yeah that that whole backstory insertion in this episode that was weird. It, it felt like like undoing something with time travel, but not you know. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, we'll go back in time and oh, there's a forgetting spell and everything. Shocker! Somebody <laughs> lost their memories, which it, even was I like that they poked fun at that even with the um, James pretending to be David thing mm-hmm. and oh, don't tell your mother I forgot our anniversary. Oh, with all the curses and the mind wipes, who can remember anything? I was like, yep, they went there. Yep. We all have severe brain damage. We all have brain damage. Swiss cheese brain. I love that the potion had no parameters either. It's like they forgot. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like the immediate history, and we can make her forget also something that happened 10 years ago. Yep. By just pouring it in a glass. Exactly. <laughs> well, it all depend. It all depends on the mixer you use. You know, like it, if you mix it with water, it makes you forget. Uh, you know, the past couple months. If you mix it with Jack, far more than that. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's a, it's a it's a it's a st- series of steps uh, yeah. down the, down the rabbit hole, as it were. Uh, over in the chat room, uh, Bobby says, uh, "Bobby says I trust her, and I like that they are leading Zelina towards redemption." Okay. Uh, let's see. I uh, hope says gray characters are the most interesting ones. Heroes that will kill to get their hands dirty for the greater good. Love those, like charming. This like episode, charming okay. this episode, and well, Belle two episodes ago, even though she's having a panic attack about it, and knocked herself out. But whatever. <laughs> and. <laughs> And Angel T says anti-heroes and anti-villains are always the most interesting characters. I, I yeah, definitely the most interesting. But sometimes I, I like a I like a baddie, just like a down and out baddie. Like I mean, of course the villain has to believe they're in the right. But sometimes the villain can believe in their right, and the right thing for them to do is do bad. And that's yeah. what, one of the reasons I always like Zelina. Zelina, she, she was always just bad. Yeah. We only have one She never character. had any noble goals nope. or anything. Nope. She just wanted to mess with as many people as possible <laughs> as hard as she could. And it was, right. it was fun. It was fun to have a character like that. Although, you know, I, I, think, I think we'll be getting a little bit of that with Pan uh, yes. next week's episode for sure. Yes, Sash, like Pan. But, you know, enough of the things that happened on screen. Amanda, you want to talk a little bit about the things that happened off screen this episode, right? Yeah, I just noticed there was so much that was going on off screen that people would just mention in, like, a sentence. Yeah. And then we would move on. Like, at the very beginning, Hades was like, oh, I put everybody's names on the tombstones. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he didn't do that from the beginning. If that would have been a good scene. <laughs> I'd have liked yeah. to have seen him go... Oh crap! One of them got out and just like throw them all on a tombstone. I want to. I want to see that hissy fit. Also, do they even know like that their names exactly. are all the tombstones? Have they visited? They visited their own tombstones. <laughs> I I will remain mum because I have some issues with Hades uh, that I'm going to bring up a little later. But uh, yeah, that was weird. Yep, that was weird. <laughs> and then Cora got the hook seemingly super easily, and then. 
Regina had Belle's mirror, which I only assumed was easy to get because she was asleep. And <laughs> David's like, oh, yeah, I broke out of jail. I know how to break out of my own cell. Which see, I feel like that would have been hilarious to watch. Mm-hmm. Yes, because, you know, just to see him even fight, it could have been a 30-second scene. Yeah, It could have yes. been a clip. Well, I mean, the thing is, he shows up at, to that pier with Hook. They could have had Hook come in and help him. And rescue him. Or, like, yes. Get the key. And again, the question, where is Henry? What is he doing? Is he writing his term paper? Because that's <laughs> about all he's done this season. He's writing more once fan fiction. Oh. He's, he's passed out <laughs> writing the book. He's like, what if Regina and Zelina were little girls and they played dress up? And, <laughs> and then it happened. <laughs> they did really that's, horrible makeup. I was like, that's why the makeup was bad. A 14-year-old boy did it. <laughs> Makes more sense than what we saw. Anyways. Right? It really does. <laughs> and you had what? Did you have one more? Oh, yeah. I, I feel like we're all going to talk about this later. But what mm-hmm. was Hades doing when Cora was escaped? He was How did he not notice? Yeah. Uh, she was just running around and doing whatever, and then she moved on. I thought he was so angry about people moving yes. on. Yes, he was. Well, he was planning date night, and he was practicing his dance moves <laughs> well, you in know, underworld grannies. We're gonna playing put a, the same song over and over again. <laughs> oh, we're gonna put a day. pin in this because okay, because I want to talk this? a little bit about this more coming up, and I'll actually make it my next point. Remind me if I don't. Uh, but uh, before we do that, uh, we're going to uh, d- take a little break here to talk about a couple little things. Uh, first of all, uh, we wanted to mention, uh, you know, uh, last week we had a long-term listener or long-time listener, listener. Uh, you know, go back and change a review uh, to be more negative. And so we wanted to feature this long-time listener who went back and changed their review to be more positive, moved it from four stars to five stars. Anne-Marie, you want to read this uh, review from Kelsey Ann? This is from Kelsey Ann says, this is my favorite podcast on Once Upon a Time. Not only are the hosts open-minded individuals who accept all forms of love, (coughs) Ruby Dorothy, (laughs) they also give reasons for why the story worked, why it did not, and joke around enough to keep everything light and enjoyable. I can easily say that I love listening to both Bill and Anne-Marie each week. I've even started rewatching Lost just to mm. listen to their banter a bit more. Keep it up. You're both great. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you very much, Kelsey, I'll try not man. to cough into the mic again. Yeah, and uh, if you, if you want to have your review uh, right on the show, even if you left one two years ago and you want to go up back and update it like Kelsey did and Nani did last week, yep. we don't care if it's uh, – to the positive or to the negative. We just want updates. We'll read it on the show. Go over to iTunes and uh, leave us a review. It really helps get the word out. Yes. And, uh, you know, if, if, if uh, you're, you are listening to the Lost Podcast, uh, we're so leave lost. Leave us a review over there, too, please. Yeah, that one's in sore need of some reviews. <laughs> it needs some uh, love. <laughs> so, so if you're one, sir, who's been listening to our Lost Podcast, please go over to iTunes for just a second. Just, just, just the stars. Just a second. Just and and uh, thank you very much, Kelsey. And you are awesome. Woo-hoo! Okay. Emery. You want to tell people really quick. Really quick. Really quick about our Patreon. Hi, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash universe box. It's a way that you can make a monthly donation to help support all of our podcasts. Greetings from Storybrook, Legends of Gotham, We're So Lost, and heck, we throw a little towards Crunchy Crafty every now and again. <laughs> um, you can start your donations at 10 cents, and you'll get all sorts of things like all of Bill's books for free, some exclusive mm-hmm. content. We'll sing you a song. We'll write you a letter. We'll do a podcast just for you. Sing you a story. Sing, sing you a rhyme. rhyme. Um... But where was I? Patreon.com slash universe. We have 28 patrons currently currently giving us $122 a month. You guys are the best of the best. If if ever the world ends, 
It's going to be you and the cockroaches, my friends. 28 oh. people, $122 a month. We love each wah, and every wah, one of you wah. in a very special way. Wait, we owe Hope a song? We do hope. Uh, I don't think she ever requested one. Okay, Hope, yeah. pick a song. We'll pick sing song, it when we're we'll done. Sing it. Yeah. Um, but uh, patreon.com slash universe box. And remember to think outside. Okay. Ba-dum-bum. Back to once. Back to once. Enough, enough Patreon. Enough. How dare I have fun? Reviews back to once upon a you time. You were going to switch your point. I was going to switch my point, yeah. My goal was to remind you. Okay, my next point Hades, the all knowing nincompoop. Because, <laughs> you know, this is supposed to be his realm, right? The underworld, oh, he's supposed to be all powerful, all knowing. He can see. Uh, when you're sleeping, he can he, he can knows see when you're awake. When you're sleeping, uh, yeah. he knows when you're awake. You best be dead for goodness' sake. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, it's his realm. Why does so much escape his notice? You know, as Amanda was saying earlier, first of all, breaking out Cora, someone he was pretty upset with and gave a pretty harsh punishment right there's a reason she got such a punishment they break her out easy peasy lemon squeezy that was too easy yeah although it was nice to see her and hook reunited for a minute because they did spend a lot of time together (laughs) i like 75 years or something (laughs) or 35 years for the original curse the original curse is 28 years oh 28 years 28 years it felt like 35 to hook, though. It felt like 172. <laughs> okay, but uh, then, uh, you know, Rumpel and Pan take Selena when she was 10 feet away from H- Hades, you know? Not only do they take him, they throw a bag over her head. It, she's, what is that? She's, like, within his eye line. All he has to do is saunter just over. Give it a little uh, shake. <laughs> just a little bit farther in uh, the Blind Witch's place. And, and he would have seen the whole thing go down, yet... They, they're able to just throw like a gunny stack over her and, uh, run away with her. That's weird, right? Yeah, that's weird. And, uh, you know, uh, then, you know, Regina was able to spy on him in a very private moment without him noticing. So, you know, I'm thinking either something is hobbling his abilities or he, he's only all powerful in Underbrook when the writers need him to be. Otherwise, get out of the way, Hades. We have some main characters to get some screen time to. Yep. You know what I mean? Although, you know, just to play uh, devil's advocate, uh, he, in the, yes, there is a pun there. Uh, he's also, uh, He's too distracted by being for being in love, love. to notice all this stuff. It, it's kind love, of it's love, throwing him off love. his game. If you believe that he actually loves Selena, which I don't, I, I, don't, I kind of think he is more based on the dancing. Based the on dancing the dancing is actually what did it because he was by himself. Maybe he knew she was watching him, and he was he was like, you know, I better make this look good. Like I'm all excited for the date, and then he turns around. Okay, now time to play my scam on Selena, and she's gone. I'd like that. That would be hilarious. Hey, Amanda, do you think that uh, do you think that uh, Hades loves Zelina? I think that he loves her, but I don't think he knows exactly like what that entails. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he keeps telling her that he loves her and he's gonna take her away, but and he's gonna leave the other people trapped there. But I feel like now she's kind of like team them. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. would he be willing to take the rest of them if she wanted him to? Or- yeah. Like, how far is that actually going to go? Like, is he actually willing to do anything for her? Mm-hmm. Right. Or she asked him to. 
yeah, that was a question that came into my head too when right. uh, when Regina was like, "You go get him, girl." Yeah, and I, was, I like, was like, "Wait a second, he wants to keep you in, in the underworld forever. <laughs> he doesn't want to let you go home, sweetheart." Like, how are you going to negotiate this? Also, Amanda, I do have to apologize on your lower third I, 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 on the screen. Up until just a second ago, it said Amy P. We know you're not Amy P. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> apologies, I fixed it though. This is what happens when we distract him when he's doing stuff earlier. <laughs> It happens. It, happens. it was the unicorn cereal bowl. Unicorn cereal bowl. Unicorn cereal bowl. Okay, over in the chat room, uh, let's see here. Uh, Zelina fan uh, one forty nine says I was yelling, running, r- run, run to, to the, the diner. diner. Uh, let's see. Uh, Angel T says I don't know about the full genuineness of his feelings. Uh, let's see here. Bobby says I love that Hades is in love with Selena. I just wonder if he'll go all meatloaf on her. Yes. You know, I would do anything <laughs> for love, but I won't do that. No, I would do anything. Okay, okay, we better stop not, now. No, please don't pick And as uh, Hope says, he's almost like a teenager in love. Like, this is Hades' first love, and it's like, let me buy, uh, make you a town, and it doesn't work. Like, he's not sure how to love. Which well, I, that, I believe, he's not sure how to love. Yeah, I can definitely see that, although I think, I kind of think it's a put-on. I kind of think it's a put-on. It's put the on, dancing but, that has me convinced otherwise. Okay. <laughs> But you right. know, enough about Hades. Uh, Let's talk a little more about Korra. About Korra. You had some stuff about Korra, right? How the heck did Hook get her the hook? <laughs> it was such a big deal to get down to like that Underbrook area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the beginning of this half season. Um, last episode. That too. But like, um, what's her face? Melina? Melina? Rumpel's first wife. Oh, uh, Melina. What? Melina. Yeah. She she died for the cause. <laughs> you mean Mila? Mila! Mila! <laughs> See, the sick is See, going to my brain. You tricked but... me. Uh, yeah, because I did that on purpose. <laughs> I can't remember anything right Maybe now. It's like, it's like portals. Once you get through one, we can mm. go through We can go through all of them. <laughs> we can just invent them. Like, what did he do? Just go down the enchanted... <gasps> He's dead. It doesn't matter. That was the problem. They needed a dead person. I guess so. Never mind. I solved my own question. But still, how did he get (laughs) into the hay? How did he get it into the wheat? That just seemed a little odd. Mm -hmm. And how in the H-E double hockey sticks did she get to move to a better place? She did one nice thing, gave her daughters back their memories, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, it, it was. I'm still harping on it. It was pretty flimsy. Oh, by the way, they're all of them are saying Mila over in the chat room. They're like screaming because they're on a delay. They're like Mila, Mila, it's Mila. Get it right, guys. No, but it was really weird that she went to heaven. Like, if anyone on this show probably deserved to go down go somewhere else, go away from the light to go the to more the orangish light, uh, it was Cora. Like, uh, do, do you have any theories on that, Amanda, about why she got into heaven? I think uh, maybe Disney doesn't really want to show one of their main characters <laughs> going to hell. I don't know. It's like the only thing I can think of. And after there we have season, it. Like, after, like, Hunchback and their Hellfire thing, disaster, mm-hmm. maybe they didn't want to, like, a repeat. Nice. Yeah, the most but, they, they can do is, oh, your soul will be lost forever in the, in the river. You know, know the, I, that's yeah. as far as they'll go. I think they like to absolve mothers on this show, like a lot. Well, yeah. Because you had Regina on that tree in season three. It was like, well, I love Henry, so I have no regrets about my life. Yeah. Even though she did a lot of evil. She did a lot of evil, too. She learned from the best, though. Yeah, it's it's weird, though. (laughs) They they just keep hitting this redemption chord over and over and over again this season. And it's, you know, it's a nice chord. It's it's very pretty Uh when it's played well. Uh but I, I don't know. I, I think I, I think I, it, they, they need to do a key change somewhere. 
here soon or yeah. it's going to be weird. Uh, you, you keep looking in the chat room. What's That's going as on well. Hope just said, what if Korra was actually <clears throat> an actual good ruler and balanced the kingdom's debts and lowered taxes? <laughs> she was a good leader or something, but trash to her daughter. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Yes, yes, it would. Very, very much like a politician. Very <laughs> much like. Well, she was the mayor for a while. Mm. Yeah, and Hoops uh, nine hundred has been advocating. Anytime we're like, well, where, where was this scene? He's been saying, you know, maybe it was a deleted scene, uh, just like I'm David sure getting out of the cell in the office. <laughs> yeah, they they often do that. They delete very important scenes that would kind of glue things together a little bit better. Didn't they release one after last season? And we went. Mm. That we needed that scene, like that was an important scene. Yeah, it would wasn't have, it a rumple or something. Yeah, it was some something where it would have made it a good episode for us versus a bad episode, and they right. cut it for some they reason. Cut the I one think it was during Frozen. I'm pretty oh. sure it was during Frozen. So, <laughs> Once Upon a Time season five B Redemption arc. Redem- Redemption arc. I'm letting you go with that. Okay, one on sorry. Your own. Yep. Okay, uh, Amanda. Uh, enough of me singing bad Barb- Bob Marley parodies. Uh, <laughs> you need to talk uh, some more Cora, right? Yes, please. Oh, I just, I thought it was interesting that she didn't change her tune about, like, their family need to be together till like, she got caught red-handed poisoning her <laughs> right. daughter. Right. And then she, all of a sudden she had a change of heart just then and she remembered that she loved her daughters. And that... <laughs> yeah, it just seemed like, so the big thing when Tora died was that now she finally had her heart and you were enough. You'd have been enough. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that have also been a time to go, you have a sister. <laughs> I took your memories. Here, touch my hand. I'll help you. Like She's green. She'll get better. She'll get better. It's okay. Like, when they first came down and, you know, Cora's trying to do Hades bidding, it was like that whole thing didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And it just kept going. I don't know. And she was very concerned about getting a pantsuit back. Like oh, it was next that, scene, right after being saved. Gotta have that pantsuit. Back in the pantsuit. Something suit. about her, the Mills girls. It was the blowout that made her pass on to the next round. <laughs> <laughs> it was like fabulous. <laughs> so she got to go to the light. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, I thought it was uh, really weird about uh, the, the whole thing with her, you know, reconciling with her daughters after everything, too. I, I don't know. I think after finding out that my mom had introduced me to my sister, then said, uh, wait a second, fakesies, yeah. and, like, erased my memory about it, yes. I, you know, finding that out 30 years later, I'd be pretty upset. Like, I'd I don't be think better. I'd be, you know, switch slip um, uh, for, yeah. for giving her, you know? Yeah, not at all. It, it was very weird. Very yeah. weird. Weird. And weird that it absolves them of everything they've done to each other since. Yeah. Like, oh, we had a fun day where we dressed up like princesses. And <laughs> exactly. Now, so nothing now else I matters. forgive you for violating my boyfriend. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was... <laughs> Oh, everything's fine. It was too easy. Yeah. It was yeah. too easy. Yeah, it's like, and I mean, it's obvious they're they're going somewhere with it. Oh, uh, they but have to be. They're just going there way too fast, and they're not they're not earning it. Well, certain things are going too fast, and certain things are going too slow. Like get out of the underworld. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. moment. Oh yeah, and Hoops nine hundred says I I need young Cora for her flashback. I guess Rose was unavailable. You know what? I did notice when when Cora looks back before she walks into the light she looked way more like rose mcgowan did she really yeah yeah then i i think i've ever seen barbara hershey look like it was almost like she was imitating her face or something like you know back when i was young, like trying to do the young cora face i'm gonna or try something. not to make a comment about the faces yeah let's let's leave let's walk well, away before Anne-Marie's not rose nice. mcgowan's face Rose McGowan face. Okay. I wanted to talk a little bit about James. 
James, James minding his business. Uh, I I thought uh, you know it, it was kind of concerning <laughs> that that James to me that James's unfinished business made absolutely no logical sense. Well, how does he know what his unfinished business is? Not everybody knows what it is. True point. True point. But you know his unfinished business was you know he wants to kill David to get revenge for David taking his place. Uh, you know, after he died. Yeah. How but does he even know that happened? Exactly. He, <laughs> he died before it happened. Because they what, know everything in the underworld. Well, I was going to say, wouldn't he have moved on before the switchover happened with David taking his place? Oh, yeah. Or if, you know, he's wrong about what his unfinished business was, you, you know, I, I mean, wouldn't he have gotten an inkling that maybe it was something besides David? Or yeah. it, it just, I, I know they wanted to have the big fight, the big twin yeah. fight and everything. Thing. Well, they had to throw somebody in the river. Yeah, yeah. Somebody had to die. But I, I just feel like they could have uh, let James hate David and have a, this big fight with David without making it his unfinished business. It just didn't ring true to me. No. You know, it was weird. It was the thing to do this week. Did, did you guys at least, uh, did you like the, uh, the David James <laughs> fights? The poor groceries. <laughs> the poor many where many baby they, wipes where are they getting the groceries from why do ended people need food oh you know yeah. what I, we've never seen them grocery shop in storybrook plus isn't robin supposed to be like king of the woods yeah. uh, shouldn't he be able to just like track and hunt for the baby okay because he's just gonna track and hunt some baby wipes and diapers <laughs> yes also, why are they selling all this stuff? There really shouldn't be babies. Well, they're in the woods. Either. The baby doesn't even really need diapers. I mean, oh, uh, I don't know. She was. <laughs> they can just move camp every few days. <laughs> My biggest thing was why do they need bullets, and why are they accessible? Like they're all dead. <laughs> As we <laughs> saw by the like, arrow. It's like, yeah, it's not going to do anything. But yeah, I bought these bullets anyways. So. Yeah. You know, speaking of that arrow going into his chest, yeah. since all of them have a tombstone, wouldn't all of them be okay if they got shot or stabbed or whatever? Because aren't, aren't ah. all of them technically dead dead now? That's There's the confusion. Because they all have tombstones with their names we on them? We never got that explained. I yeah. thought the tombstone just meant they're trapped, not that they were. But it should mean not that, that they're, they're dead. dead. It should mean that it they're should dead. mean that they're dead. Though you're right. Well, I, people who are dead dead have tombstones too, but maybe these are special tombstones <laughs> for alive <laughs> people. The ones that get written on like a kindergartner. Yeah, <laughs> with a hawk. <laughs> yeah. This is the second time we got to watch um, David punch himself in the face and knock himself out too. Did we? He, in the rubble in the Rapunzel episode, he punched himself. Oh, out too. that's right. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Nice. I just thought that was funny. It's the a only thing. Character. It's a thing. It's all he, he can do. He also had some sweet judo moves this episode, throwing throwing James into the water by using his own strength against him. I thought that was nice. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, so Emery, you wanted to uh, talk about Cruella. Cruella. Soon to be played by Emma Stone in a major motion picture prequel to 101 Dalmatians that uh, hey, Once Upon a Time was used as the R&D department for. Hey, Disney, stop. <laughs> Just stop. Hopefully Enough. she won't have the eyebrows, at least. <laughs> Oh, those eyebrows are awful, but fabulous all at the same time. Like, she's like amazing. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. But that sound, when the car stops and the falcon or eagle or whatever it was. Goes, I was like, what is that? This is fabulous. That falcon screen was my, screen was maybe my favorite thing they've done on Once Upon a Time in the past three years. You know, it really might have been because that was just amazing. So applause to you on that, ABC. <laughs> Thank you. Was that was that Mark Isham? Because he does the sounds, right? 
Um, very, very reminiscent of like an old time western when they pull yes, up and the whistling. Yes, that's it. exactly what she is. <laughs> like that was her music. And of course, it's an animal sound because that's all she can handle. She can't read people, but man, can she read a dog or a bird? So, but she brings a breath of fresh air to the screen every time she's there. She is completely different from these sad, sappy heroes that we have now mm-hmm. and these miserable villains who don't know which way is up or down. Yeah. Like everyone. Kinda, oh, God. I was just saying, she kind of, I feel like, represents the fans a bit. She's just like, I don't care what's going on. Yeah. This and... is what's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she's like, You have your story. I have my story. And this is how I'm going to achieve my story. No regards to you. That's exactly what it is. But, like, everyone else is pretty stuffy and getting a little boring. Cruella's mm-hmm. a character. Yeah. She is. She has a very clear, clearly she defined has a clear motivation. Agenda, Jin. Her motivation is gin gin. and escaping the underworld. That's so what, she can get more gin. Exactly, she has to escape the underworld to get the gin. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I want to follow her around. Can I get another Cruella episode? Because that was amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But her attempts to manipulate and interact with the characters are hilarious. Her pleads with Henry, her random hold on a second to Emma. I was like, <laughs> yes, she did. Okay. Yeah, really. Uh, they, the punch too. That that whole scene was just so slapsticky. It was. Awful. It was great though. It I was, loved it. it. It was what we needed. It was what we needed. Her weird attempts to seduce charming <laughs> pretending she thought he was james blah, and then the joining forces with james to, but as soon as everything doesn't go according to plan she hides behind a box jimmy jimmy <laughs> well oh she had gosh. to she had no options because she, can't, she kill can't kill anybody so but she can hurt them right or can she just, well no, obviously she, she can well you know what she punched emma but emma didn't react to it really maybe well, like the, the, yeah maybe it was like uh the punch couldn't do any damage or something oh but emma had the most hurt. blank face this whole episode <laughs> She's had the most blank face for about four episodes. <laughs> I, I, oh, like she's got staring something. at a photo of her parents. We all do that. Yeah, like <laughs> so Mommy, weird. Daddy, Mommy, who I met three years ago. Exactly. Exactly. I always pull the framed photos off the wall and, I just, <laughs> and stare like, at yeah. them and reminisce about them. Hmm. The good old times. Exactly. Yeah. We were in red tint. <laughs> Awful red tint. <laughs> Um, you had one that you had added on here? Oh, yeah. I just love that she was complaining about how they were always outside in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, somebody's calling Robin Hood out on that. that is... <laughs> All of them. They're always like, we're going to meet yeah. in the woods. What? Mm. Why? Indoor Why? plumbing. Yes. <laughs> Please. She's my queen. Yeah. Well, they're, they're woods people. So He's a yeah. woodsman. I think the minute you experience like a heated shower, you would change your mind about the <laughs> Probably. I Most would. Likely. For sure. Most likely. Okay. Uh, Amanda, you wanted to wrap it up with a little bit about uh, Zelina, right? Yeah. I just – I did we ever know that she had been like taken care of by any family at all? We saw a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I feel like we saw a little bit, but and well, we knew- the guy mentioned that she had a mother, and she's always mentioned that she's never had a mother. So mm-hmm. I just thought that was oh. kind of weird that she's well. No, she. I think it's that she knew she was adopted, so it wasn't a real mother. So I'm sure she wasn't treated like a real child. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think that's what it was. Yeah, because he did say like, "You're lucky your mother's not here anymore." Yeah, and so. I just was like, what was that woman like that she doesn't acknowledge that she has a mother? <laughs> yeah, she probably, she may not have been very nurturing, but she um, was at least protective of her a little mm-hmm. bit because she's a woman. And most and of us are more protective. What was wrong with 
with that man that he didn't want to use her magic to make their life easier? Because magic is evil. (laughs) (laughs) She was a bad witch. She was doing it. She was doing chores. Like I think I'd be like, oh yeah, like we can get this work done twice as fast. And all I have to all I have to say in response is uh, the the reaction to Harry Potter by certain segments of society, all the boycotting and the Uh. Harry Potter uh, mania, the opposite side of it from a few years ago. That's probably the dynamic that was going on there. Yeah. I would assume. Yes. I, I'm yeah. saying her dad hated Harry po- Potter. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just done that. <laughs> Those they are people who've never him. actually read the books. Once they read them, they're like, oh, wait, mm-hmm. just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so any, anything else on Zelina, Amanda? Uh, no, not really. No? No? Okay. <laughs> okay uh, let's see. You know what? We ha- have a little bit of time here. Let's oh, uh, do awesome. a... Uh, Rapid fire reading from our notes. Ooh, I like this one. Just a little bit. Uh, we haven't done this in a while. Oh, no, wait. We didn't even bring this up. <laughs> Is this camera? Okay. Yeah. Where can. did Robin go and what happened to the baby? <laughs> so they're at the fight. Mm-hmm. We've got the guns or whatever on Robin and um and Jennifer Morrison. Emma. And then all of a sudden, Robin disappears. Yeah. Poof. <laughs> Gone. The baby didn't even, like, if they were kidnapping the baby in the woods, yes, I know this was supposed to be rapid fire, but it was a point. Mm-hmm. Um, in the woods, where is the baby? Is the baby in Cruella's car? What happened? How did they get from the forest to the dock? Well, they, they showed the baby sitting on the hood of the car. That's not a, oh, when, in that when they were, when they were at the dock. Yeah, they okay, started I on the baby that. and panned over. Okay, I missed that. I uh, must have been writing, where did Robin go? And this superpower was completely MIA this episode, oh. cause, you know, James was able to fool her so well. Let's see. Uh, you know, uh, Cora said, uh, you know, Regina won't forgive me after what I did to her father. What you did to her father, she killed her father. Yeah, you know? she killed him. Um, you never have time to play. Real big. Why does she go to heaven? <laughs> you stole my glory. I didn't understand. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, simple as love. What? In what planet uh-huh. is love simple? Yeah. Never. Ever. Why didn't Cora sneak the, the forgetty juice into Zelina's water instead of having Regina very obviously sneak in there and do it for her? It would have been much easier for her to just like palm it and dump it in the water before she came back in than to have a whole nother person sneak Show into the house for Zelina to notice. Bell equals Sir not appearing in this film. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. Sir not appearing in this film. Okay, so it's time for our arbitrary scale. It's time to decide what we thought about this episode uh, overall by using a definitive number. Okay, so let's see here. Out of... Uh, 1776 falcon cries. Ah! How many falcon cries do you give this episode? We'll start with you, Amanda. Oh, uh, 1200. 1200 what? Oh, that's low. <laughs> I, I liked it, but, you know, there's just a lot of it that dragged me down. And the more we talk about it, the more I have problems with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> Sorry to drag you down. every podcast, right? <laughs> See, like, the, the nice thing is, though, uh, talking through it, we might end up with more uh, problems with it, but I, I, I usually walk away with a better understanding feeling towards the episode because we had such a good conversation about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, Amory, out of seventeen hundred and seventy-six Falcon cries, ha! How many do you give this episode? Thirteen hundred and forty-six. What? Thirteen hundred and forty-six. What? Oh, Falcon cries. I'm not, I can't do it. Okay. I'm like dying over it's here. It's fine. Ka-ka! 
There we go. <laughs> um, I have to actually do that. Um, no, it was it was all right. Stuff happened. Mm-hmm. I, I just, <laughs> you know, glowing review from Anne Marie. Stuff happened. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I need a big turn. I need out of the underworld. Mm-hmm. I need, I need out of it, or I need next week to be all pan all the time. Yeah, I need him. I need. That's him. my hope. Wait, wait, I need him. To redeem this half season of Once Upon a Time. Can we get a redemption arc for the redemption arcs? Anybody? <laughs> Considering the only difference between Storybrook and Underbrook is a red filter, I'm not sure there's much of a difference anymore. That's true. <laughs> there really isn't. No. Although I did appreciate the protagonist from season 3A and season 3B finally meeting each other. That was That beautiful. was nice. Okay, let's see. Over in the chat room, Unseen Viewer gives it 1,600 Falcon Cries. And an actual falcon. Uh, Monica gives it uh, 1,687 and a beak. Loved it, but can always be better. Uh, Hoops 900 gives it 1,675 falcon cries. Uh, Hope gives it 1,650. Loved it for the emotional beats. I think most of the characters are hitting it, uh, even if the plot isn't there. I love characters more than plot. Amanda Swan gives it 1706. I really liked baby Regina and baby Zelina. I also thought the bad, bad A Emma and Hope started, <laughs> you almost got me, Amanda Swan, uh, started to reappear. Uh, oh, and I lost everything. How did uh, you lose everything? I don't know. Hold on. Wait, where were we? Uh, I was uh, on Angel T. Angel T, 1635 Falcon Cries. I actually, did my mic do that thing again? No, you're good. Okay. I actually did like the majority of the episode. I just wish James hadn't been pushed into the river like everyone else. And I did like the sister stuff. Call me a sap. Uh, Bobby, 1337 Falcon Cries. I like some of the story bits. I just wish they would fill us in on how it happened. Fair enough. Fair enough. Amanda Swan, however, thinks that season five has been awesome and not sure why we all hate it. (laughs) Zelina fan gives it 3,678 Falcon Cries. Nice. So she's She's blowing away out of the water. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, And Amanda, we're going to let you go. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. I'm sorry. Bye. Sorry. On to the news. News. First up, the ratings. Sunday was a weak night on the broadcast networks. Once upon a time, each 1.2 in adults, 18 to 49, even with their last new episodes, leading prime time. So in the lead, but pretty pitiful prime time. It was tied with like the Simpsons or something. I don't remember. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So next up, we have a promo. Uh, for next week's episode, which is called Firebird, which Firebird! was my nickname in high school. Not really, but we're going to watch this promo here in just one second. Let's see here. All right. Firebird, episode 20. Okay. We have Emma and we have a clock running out. I have a feeling that okay, there, there's literally going to be a clock, be a clock running. literally running. Seems like Hades is helping Emma and Hook somehow. It does because I think To Zelina... get down to the underworld. Yeah. So the, so what exploded then? <gasps> Maybe it's like his heartbeat. Well, I think the, the voiceover says they're in the darkest part of the underworld or something like that. Right. But it definitely looks like it's going to be a uh, Captain Swan-centric episode. Meh. Which I'm very excited about. You That'll be good. Be. That'll be nice. It'll yeah. be nice. You don't like Captain Swan? Have I ever? I guess not. <laughs> okay. but uh, Oh, gonna... and I did have a comment on that because I'm over here fighting my mic. The red jacket is back. The red jacket is back. <laughs> Which is nice for her to finally get. Is it the underworld version of the red jacket, though? Does it make it? Maybe it's a gray jacket and it's just the red filter. (laughs) You know, maybe 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 that's the case. Maybe Uh, definitely. Uh, But we're gonna go ahead and uh, wrap it up uh, with some feedback here. As always, 
when you get done watching Firebird next week, go set a bird on fire. No! Take your time, though, because you have until uh, Wednesday around 4.35 p.m. Uh, You know, and, uh, you know, once you're done, go email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. Tweet us at GFStoryBrook. The Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And first up, we're going to go with Bobby, who has a voicemail, which was as short as he could possibly make it. Uh, Take it away, Bobby. Hey, guys. It's Bobby. All right. So, (sighs) you know, there was... There are things to like about this episode. I did like the uh, David and James confrontation. You know, that felt like it was a long time coming. I thought they did... I don't know the actress's name, but I thought they picked a good actress to portray uh, the young Zelina. She did a pretty good job of showing her and her not-so-wicked ways. Um, And I like where they're going with the Zelina storyline in general. Even though the redemption thing has gotten a bit old on this show, um, I just... I am, I like where they're going with Selena. I like that uh, her and Regina have finally come to terms. I like that she was able to finally confront Cora um, about her being such a crap mother. But as far as Cora goes, why was she redeemed? Why was she redeemed? Nothing about this episode shows that she should be redeemed. In fact, just the opposite. Even in the underworld, she did nothing but try to hold back her both of her kids and tell them that, you know, love is not the answer, more or less. Or, oh, oh, my God. Um, yeah, I was so happy to see those fires of hell come up for her, only <laughs> to be denied by the Denied! Thing. Um, okay. And then Rumpelstiltskin, they've done such a good job in portraying, of, like, bringing him to this new level of, like, not dark or light, but then, like, only to totally negate that in the past two episodes. Um... <laughs> Oh my god, you know, I get so uh so passionate in these voicemails sometimes because I see the wasted potential of this show. I the, the, there are so many good writers that have proven themselves elsewhere time and time again. The the actors, I mean Rebecca Mater, Lana Perea, Robert Carlyle, to to name a few, they all are great even on this show with the mediocre material they're given. But I just wish that the writers would take two friggin' minutes to sit down and, like, make any of this make any sense, because they're in purgatory. There should be some sort of rules, and there are none. And anytime, mm-hmm. anytime they do create any rules, they're just totally negated. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, there are some rules that are stuck, like the... The tombstone rules are, are pretty solid. I although it's I mean it's Hades. Yeah, Hades controlling them, and he he just, he's very uh, he 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 uses them when it makes sense to, or he doesn't use them when it doesn't make sense to, and then he just you know goes all in like he did this episode with. Yeah. Okay, we're just going to do everybody then, you know. Uh, he's a little wishy washy, which is why but maybe he's a god. I feel like the underworld feel, feels a little wishy washy. But sorry, Bobby. Uh, what's up with this whole tombstone thing? So, okay. First, Hades was keeping Hook so that he could use his enchanted hook to write on the tombstones, okay? So, th- so that he could keep this, the people there. But now, apparently, he can just, Hades can just willy-nilly write whoever's names on tombstones he wants to, because now everyone has a tombstone. You get a tombstone, and you get a tombstone, and you get a tombstone. (laughs) And so, how is Rumpelstiltskin going to make a deal with Pan to come back 
to the real world if the only people he can trade with are Selena and Belle at this point. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just getting long-winded. And like I said, there's so much about this show that oh, that is could be good and just isn't. And it frustrates me to no end. Okay, out of a scale of 437 uh, drops of water from the River of Forgetfulness, <laughs> which apparently due to retcon is just running right through the backyard of Regina's place, I'm going to give it 332. Um, yeah, I don't know where that falls in any type of scale or whatever. I just, you know what, guys? I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Thank you very much, Bobby, for your very impassioned speech. And yeah, that river just must come out wherever Regina lives. It's like 20 feet out back. Okay, and next up we have a letter from Liz. Liz says, hey, Bill and Anne-Marie, how are you? I miss you guys. Sorry I haven't been in the chat rooms or writing in lately. I loved, loved, loved this episode from beginning to end. I really want to focus on Regina and Zelina's relationship. I'm really happy with how their relationship evolved over this episode. Uh, did I ever think Zelina was redeemable? Uh, no, I didn't. But now maybe she is. I'm so glad that Cora and Zelina finally met and the words Cora said were so beautiful. I'm happy uh, that the, all three of them got to go have a mother-daughter's moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zelina and Regina got their memories back, and maybe this is the beginning of a good sisterly bond. I kind of hope so. Although I've never really uh, truly thought Cora could move on or go to a better play- place, uh, it kind of surprised me when that happened. Yet, I'm happy for her. I'm such a sap this episode. I haven't liked Zelina for so long, and now I'm starting to like her. Uh, this reminds me of when I used to hate Regina before she was redeemed. I also have to say before I go that I love the David James confrontation. It was everything I wanted it to be. Can't wait to hear what you have to say about this episode. TTFN, ta-ta for now. <laughs> thank you very much, Liz. Yes, thank you, Liz. We miss you too. Yes, definitely. Very much appreciated. Okay, uh, next up is a voicemail from Jessica. Take it away. Hey, Bryn Mer- and Marie, it's Jessica. And I wanted to say best episode ever. But I'll probably say this next week since next week's episode is going to be a lot Captain Swan. Yay, sorry. I mean, the baby <laughs> teen hella wicked and the mean nose family moment. Come on, those are the best. Uh, and finally, we got to see more Robin. Finally. Uh, I wanted to uh, I wanted to say that we can finally call Regina and Zelina sisters after all this time. I always wanted it to officially make them sisters, and now they are. It's nice for Cora to move on, and the only thing I hated was Pan and Rumpel the Panamrumple moment. I give this episode now 9 out of 11 people losing their memories just because <laughs> uh, they two appeared. Uh, what I want to talk about is next week's episode. I mm-hmm. think it's going to be a lot about Emma and her relationships with different different people, but mainly Hook. I think that they will convince Hades with Zelina's help to remove their names from the tombstone and, Re- and Regina will remove Emma's heart and split it with the Hook. Since the title of the episode is Firebird, which is the name of the operation. Uh, also the name but of the I car. Think something will go wrong and Hook will turn into Ash or something and Emma will faint. And since I bet the flashbacks will be about Emma, uh, maybe we're going to see the young self where she learns, uh, learns how to be a bail bombs person. Uh, that's all I have to say. Can't wait to hear what you say. Bye. Yeah, well, well, I like that. I, I know that uh, there is supposed to be some early Emma Swan flashbacky stuff coming up at some point this season. That would be interesting. Oh, well, they only have a few more shots. Definitely. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, next up, a uh, letter from Zelina fan. Zelina fan uh, 149 
says, Dear greetings from Storybrooke. I think that Zelina was always misunderstood, and maybe now with her sister by her side, she can become the mother she wants to be. I think that it was touching that she looked at at her and said, "Uh, do you really think I can change? Mm -hmm. Are, are, uh, Are things that she has the ability to change? And I almost died at the end of the episode uh, when she was kidnapped. I think uh, that they're going to be killing Robert Carlyle off the show. But I think it's kind of sad, but makes a lot of sense since he did steal the king of the underworld's girlfriend, pretty much. I I want to park, as every week I've been doing for the past two weeks, I love it, uh, from ZelinaFan149. And yeah, I, I definitely think the whole maybe Rumple getting control of the underworld mm. would be a fitting end to his story. That would be. It definitely. I'd so. be happy with that as I'd a like big it. Rumple fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. Okay, uh, next up we have a voicemail from Monica. Take it away, Monica. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. Yay, I remembered to call. Yay! Um, th- this episode, man, um, loved the OG Queens of Darkness redemption arc. I mean, you got Cora getting real with Regina and Zelina and Really living up to those last worlds you had in the overworld, you would have been enough. Um, then on that date with Zelina and Hades, and Hades made his proposition, and you could see on Zelina's face she just wasn't wasn't into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back in season three B, she'd have lit up like a Christmas tree at the prospect. <laughs> yeah. So even before Cora's whole. Um, reveal of their lost um, time with Regina that um, that she was already on the way to redemption. The David Jones, uh, sorry, David James confrontation. uh, It's a long time in coming. Really uh, served to point out how just full of hate James is to the Mm -hmm. point that he's asking, that he's asking Emma um, not to mention the anniversary uh, not to mention getting the anniversary wrong, almost feels out of character. Um, of course, her um, her expectation that he's got a little brain damage from all the curses was kind of funny, too. <laughs> uh, favorite part of, of that subplot was uh, Cruella calling out to him during the fight. Uh, and if she really does care for him, that's going to be bad news for David in the next few episodes. Uh, I really just can't, um, oh, right, sorry, I'm reading my notes. Um, I also can't believe that I only just now realized that the dog hater is a cougar. How did I not see that sooner? <laughs> uh, and that final scene, wow. Uh, God, I, I just, I hope Regina sees right through that in a nanosecond. Uh, looking forward to hear what you guys have to say tonight. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you very Thank much, you. Monica. And I, we see over in the chat room, too. Okay, next up, a letter from Hoops. Hoops says, hey, Bill and Anne-Marie, it's Hoops 900. Hope you guys are doing well. We are. Uh, well, Anne-Marie's a little I'm, under I'm the dying. weather. Uh, <laughs> hopping uh, straight into my thoughts about this episode. Uh, this episode, to me, was actually quite refreshing and actually worth uh, storytelling until we looked in on Bell and Rumple. <laughs> Uh, can I just say how the show has completely immobilized Belle once again? She sleeps more than Sleeping Beauty herself. Uh, also, I agree with your comment about seeing younger Cora. It would have, I would have loved to see Rose McGowan myself. 
poor little Regina messing with magic actually got me a little happy, only because we I uh, got to see Henry Senior back for the episode with a little bit of color in his hair, a little <laughs> bit of uh, face more facial hair yeah. too. Yeah, uh, so it made me happy inside to see him again. Uh, man, Cora is one evil bee. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know uh, which situation was worse, ripping out Daniel's heart in front of Regina or ripping Z- Regina and Zelina apart. Also, didn't we learn how to give uh, each be- others back their memories in season 4A? Uh, so I'm guessing Cora didn't take a visit to Arendelle for the memory stones. Oh. I guess when you're the queen of hearts, you can do anything. In the end, uh, though, the episode to me sh- showed its true colors with letting Cora move on happily. Interesting. But you got to think after all uh, the evil she did. Uh, do you guys think she deserved it? Nope, no, not at all. Not at all. No, she have fallen right into the fire. <sighs> uh, I'm not sure, but wrapping my thoughts up for this episode, I give it nine out of ten siblings. Uh, thanks, and siblings. can't wait to hear your thoughts on the episode later. Uh, it's 4:17 a.m. Sorry for the rant. Sorry, we, you, we you like often rants. write in the early, early morning or the late, late night. Hoops. Could be late, late. It's night. very interesting. I have my th- own theories about it, but we'll uh, discuss it when you're a uh, guest on the show in the upcoming future. 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 I think we're planning that out right now. Okay. Uh, next up, we have a voicemail from <laughs> Other Anne Marie. Take it away. Hi, Bill and Anne Marie. This is Other Anne Marie speaking, Hi. and I found a haunting phone to call in some thoughts <laughs> on the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. Uh-oh. And what a great episode it was. I really enjoyed it. This season, I haven't been a big fan of the flashbacks, but this this episode, the flashbacks were good. It, it was covering a period that we really haven't covered yet, so uh, it didn't overlap with a lot of other things, and so it didn't mess up the timeline too much, I thought. I still don't trust Hades. Um, I mean, he's probably the most untrustworthy person to begin with anyway, but I think he, there's something there that's in, in it for him. And then the ending, I, I was not expecting Peter Pan to be back and really, really happy to see Robbie again. I was expecting um, him at some point. Some of the minor characters, I guess, could have just been left out. Seeing Belle sleeping, really, we've seen her sleeping so much. She just needed her two seconds in, I guess. Mm-hmm. I bet Hope is super excited that Robin was <laughs> actually in the episode instead of just being mentioned. Just overall a very strong episode. I loved it. Out of 14 magically heaped wood stacks, I am giving it 12. It was very good, and I can't wait to see what happens next week. Bye. Thank you very much, Other Anne-Marie. Uh, next up, we have a letter from Ash. I'll, I'll go ahead and take it if you want. I can read it. I sure? actually thought I was reading all of these, and then you started reading them. Well, I knew you weren't feeling well, so it's okay. trying all to right. be nice. Hey, Annabelle, how you doing tonight? Oh, classic car and fitting song. Oh, dear trouble and make it double. I don't want to set the world on fire. Um, oh, Zelina, odd sister moments. Robin was not the bad one in that equation, Zelina. And yet another downside of blood magic. Uh, Cora, professional love killer. Oh my gosh, it's called a compromise, Rumple. Um, oh no, David. Oh no, no, no. Here we go. Not good. And Taser came out. <laughs> Uh, I'm really wanting Emma to do some Bond Bales woman action. Wake up, Emma. Remember who you are like your mom did. Um, yes, you all have issues due to that stuff, Emma. Yes, thank you. Good to see Henry Sr. again. Getting frozen vibes. I'm just waiting for that to come back and bite Cora. I wonder what that was. 
um, bracing for a quick flash memory restore. Like, what happened to Emma and Henry for the missing year? <laughs> and that happened. <clears throat> Why is everything in the woods indeed? And an upside down to that sort of magic. Oh, Cora's got your number, Zelina. Guess the underworld pondering mortality puts things in perspective, don't it? Interesting. Very interesting. And sneaky, sneaky, Cora. I really <laughs> would love contact some of these times. Uh, boo, Cora, you ruin everything. Boo! Oh, wow. Confession session it is. Wow. Just wow. Wonder if Zelina's going to choose or try to have both slash it all oh dear let's get together yeah 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 uh oh poor david and oh cannonball or um, i don't i don't know about that regina oh bad move who's peter uh oh peter pan uh well giving this one eight vintage cars out of ten cheers and hugs ash thank you very much ash Thank you. Ash. we always appreciate it no lie it's an aerobic workout to read ashes i enjoy it yeah it it's hurts good my abs because i just try and like just <laughs> keep going through without breathing I don't know why. I just do. Excellent. Ermagerd. Okay. Ermagerd. Magic. Okay. We're going to wrap up with a voicemail from Tim. Take it away, Tim. Hi, Bill. Hi, Anne-Marie. This Hi. is Tim, a.k.a. Unseen Viewer. So uh, I'm calling about Once Upon a Time, as usual, and I'm <laughs> calling about the episode Sisters. So a lot of the time, I'd say a good 80% of the time, I love the flashbacks more than the current story in the episode, but... Tonight, not so much. See, I know they used memory erasing water, whatever you want to call it, from uh, the river that just happens to be by Cora's house. I don't know how that works at all. Um, but you would think that when Zelina, like, heard the name Regina, she would, you know, have yeah. memory. Or when Regina heard Zelina's name in the storybook, she would have memory. I, mm. I like, because we've seen that these whole memory erasing things are not necessarily foolproof. Like, we've seen cracks in them before. Uh, I don't know how to express what I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> anyways, I really liked the James and David storyline, and I really really likes the potential for uh, Pan taking vengeance on Rumpelstiltskin's behalf on Zelina. Just saying all of these crazy things, how Peter Pan needs to work with Rumpelstiltskin to defeat the Wicked Witch of the West, who's in love with Hades, God of the Underworld. <laughs> how does that even make sense in logical sentence? Ah, uh, this show, this show. Um, okay, episode rating. Uh, out of uh, the four siblings we got in this episode because I'm random. Uh, I give it three siblings. Uh, also, I have one more thing to say. Sisters, sisters, <laughs> there were never such devoted sisters. You know, from White Christmas. That's what I was thinking this whole episode because I love that movie. Okay, so this is Tim. Goodbye. A lot of people have been thinking in that, and uh, I, it's I been so long since I've seen White Christmas. The only song I remember from it is White Christmas. I definitely. don't think I have ever seen White Christmas. You haven't? No. You probably should. Um, I saw it when I was like six, though. Okay. Okay. How does that make it like? I I don't know. I it's been <laughs> it's been a while. Mind racy. <laughs> okay. Uh, so next week, after you watch Firebird uh, again, <laughs> go set fire to a bird. Uh, you can find them at the Audubon Society. I'm sure they'll be okay with all of your actions. Then wait two days. Then email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter is at gfstorybrook. Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. They're saying in the, over in the chat room, I can chill with the rumple. 
I'm never going to chill with the Rumple. I'm having way too much fun with this Rumple. Look, wait, wait, wait. Watch him dance around the screen. If you're not watching him dance around the screen, go check us out. YouTube.universebox.com. You seriously just made him dance around the screen? I did just make him dance around the screen. Have you been doing that the whole episode? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, part of the episode anyway. But, uh, but, uh, you know, lots of fun over there with the video and whatnot. Amory, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at AMDSimone or check out my resurrected blog, CrunchyCrafty.com. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com. And uh, you can follow me down to the street corner because I'm going to go get a, a, a popsicle if you want one. Oh, you just got to bring a nickel. That's all they cost. I'm looking for a one nickel. nickel. One nickel per popsicle. How about a wooden nickel? No, those don't work. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's about it for this week. We're going to be back next week to talk more Once Upon a Time with another very special guest. Uh, so until next time, greetings, greetings from, from Sterbrook. Now seriously, Yay. guys, you didn't like you didn't like dancing Rumpel. I didn't bit? like dancing Rumpel because like he he yeah. was uh, here. Amory, I'll show you because I can I bring this over him. here now. Yay. I was like having him peek up out, like <laughs> peek out, and then just like walk walk across the screen. Oh like, my god, dancing Rumpel must stay. Peek, dancing Rumpel all the time. Peek, oh, dancing Rumpel. He's great.